everyone. Welcome back to the Back to Bunker Bunker Pod podcast. I'm Callie, and I'm here with your host, Mr. Moshe Bunker. Good afternoon. How are you guys doing today? So Bunker and I had, this is kind of a spur of the moment episode because we were talking a little bit about entrepreneurship and businesses and, you know, how that's going to look different, you know, after this pandemic. And he had some really interesting thoughts. So we just thought we'd hop on and record a podcast. Thank you so much, Kelly. I, this is actually something that I really want to talk about. We spoke about this before, um, and it bothers me a lot. Every time you open up YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever you, it is you open up, and you have these gurus out there, and they're giving advice to the young generation without taking, of course, any responsibility. These guys are multimillionaires sitting someplace. We don't know where they are. And they're giving advice to young kids. They're telling them, just quit your job. Do what you love. The first step is the hardest step. After that, it becomes easy. Going out there and just talking about uh, telling everybody, telling the young generation, just open up your own business. Get out there. The first step is the hardest step. Once you get it rolling, and they always they take a picture sitting on a boat or something. They record a video sitting from a boat or sitting outside of a mansion. And does that, there are actually young kids that see that video and they're like, oh, so all it is is takes to open up a business that's the hard part. And then afterwards, a few months later, I'll be sitting on a beach someplace smoking cigars. Right now, that's reality. Is that reality? Let's ask any, any, any business owner on the platform, any CEO, anybody that had anything to do with opening a business, setting up a business, getting a business rolling. Ask them, what was the hardest part? Setting, opening the business? Opening the business took you 25 seconds. You went down, you paid $500 and you opened the business. Now, the problem is that that's what these kids think. They think that's what you mean. Come up with the idea and open up a business and you're good to go. Buy your LLC and you're done. Right. But, but, but the hard part is setting up the business, getting the business actually to be profitable, right? Setting it up, setting up a system. Now, is that the first step? I don't think so. I think that's the first hundred steps. And those first hundred steps may take you three years if it goes crazy well, or in reality, usually it takes 10 years. The 10 first years of a business, setting up a real good business, the first 10 years, you're struggling every single day. Let's live in reality, you know? And then, then going onto the platform and saying, oh yeah, just, just quit your job and figure it out. Entrepreneur, go do your thing. The first step is the hardest, but once you get it rolling, no. It's the first 100 steps are hard. And those steps take a long time. And even after that long time, you're still struggling. You're still going through things. It's every single day. It's every day. Like, when was the last time a business owner or a business operator or a manager, somebody in a management position, an executive position, ever told somebody, answered the phone and said, hey, I can't talk right now. I'm on lunch. Whoever has a lunch break? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody has a lunch break, right? If, why? If you show it on the pictures, it's like these people should be sitting in a mansion, right? Sitting on the pool, right? The business is running. No, we're all out here working very hard, making sure it continues moving. Nobody's sitting out here in the mansion. Nobody's at the, in their pool. People maybe find a few minutes on the weekend to jump into the pool, you know? I the think harder people so go up in their position, the less free time they have, right? Let's face it, less free time. It's not that 
it's not that, oh, you make that little twist and change and life gets easy. Now you need to do what you love. You actually need to do what you love. If you love what you're doing, continue doing it. If you don't love what you're doing, figure out something that you do love doing, but that not taking responsibility and just spitting it out there, go the first step is the hardest step and afterwards it becomes easy. I'm putting a picture of you driving and riding around in fancy cars and most people that own these expensive cars don't even have time to ride the cars. Right? Let's face it. It takes hard work. I think it's this, they're selling not only their product or their coaching or whatever, they're selling the get rich quick idea. Right. And that's not, right. that's not a true narrative. It's totally not true. They could win the lottery. I mean, if they have a way to teach me how to win the lottery, then what they're saying is true. But if it's opening up a business and make the business profitable, like I said, opening the business one, two, three, go make that business profitable. Go set up a system that actually works. Go set up a system that your customers actually want to return to you again and again because they feel comfortable with what's going on. You have a flow. You actually have a flow. Go find the right manpower. Go find the right men and women to work in the company. Good luck with that. That's a real process. And I think that something we touched on and, you know, I think something that I just see you doing every day is you're constantly reinventing your processes too, to keep up with your customers, what they want, client feedback, and then the, you know, the market where the trends are going in the general industry. Right. It's not like you set it up and that's it. Now there's a train that's just riding down, down on the tracks. It doesn't go, it doesn't work like that way. It doesn't work that way. How many people to stay with your quality team of a hundred people, how many people did you need to hire and unfortunately fire? You could have the best HR in the world. It doesn't matter. You're still going to be hiring and firing until you get to the point of you have that group of people that you could really trust. And that company culture, you know, is what I'm hearing. What makes a good company culture? Like if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm just starting hiring, what would be Bunker's advice on like hiring the right people, creating a good company culture? So that's something you speak about a lot and you're right to look with people, look for people that have the right personality and not people that have the right knowledge. That's much more important. Right. But again, you could hire the people with the best personality in the world, but if your personality as a leader is blaming people, pointing fingers and not being an actual leader, you're going to mess up that culture right away. And there's so many people that do it. They just mess up the company culture. They get upset when, when their employees are blaming each other for things that are going wrong and not taking responsibility. But one of the main reasons their employees are doing it because they're doing it. If you sit there and blame your employees for doing something wrong, when you actually did not explain exactly how you want it, you did not show them a personal example of how exactly you want it to happen. You're just going to sit there and blame them for doing it wrong. Guess what? Next time it happens, they're going to try to blame. They're going to try to blame the other guy sitting right next to them. Yeah, you're creating an environment of let's just blame others for the problems instead of focusing. And of course you need to, you need to teach, you need to teach people to take responsibility. You need to teach responsibility. But if they see one time that something was actually your fault and you blamed it on someone else, forget about it. Nothing you could do now is ever going to change their mindset that the whole idea right now is just to point fingers on others. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's totally right. I think they're also, you know, in addition to our taking responsibility, there needs to be this idea that we're all evolving, we're all learning, 
it's okay to make mistakes. Let's all work as a team to fix this. You know, we all want each other to succeed. And I think that that in itself is also really hard to curate because, you know, people don't like being wrong. People don't like, you know, being on the short end of the stick when it comes to that. And so I think, you know, looking at your team, that's something that you've really cultivated well. And I can tell it took some effort, like some conscious effort. That people that don't know how to admit that they made a mistake and think it's such a hard thing to do are doing it just because they never tried. Once you try, you get used to it after two, three times. It's such a great feeling. It's such a great feeling. You know how to sit there and say, oh, I made a mistake. And the people around you appreciate it so much. And next time when you tell them you made a mistake, they're not going to sit there and get offended and start shooting back. They're actually going to sit there, observe it, and say, you know what? You're right. I should have done it this way. You're right, Hunter. I should have. And that's only going to happen if you know how to admit when you make mistakes. If you never said, I made a mistake, my bad. If you don't say that every single day, every single, I mean, how many mistakes do we make every day? I make mistakes every day. Of course, I do too. I'm looking for somebody to, I posted a video about it one day that I'm looking for somebody to keep a record of all my mistakes, you know, because usually it's your mother-in-law. But unfortunately, my mother passed away, so I have nobody like to keep that list of everything, all my mistakes, everything I'm bad at, you know. So I'm looking for a volunteer. Anybody out there, you know, just just call in. One eight hundred bunkers mistakes. <laughs> complaint line, complaint active line. complaint line. But it it's also the idea of if you, I'm not admitting my mistake to you or to my team, I also might not be admitting it to myself too. And how am I supposed to grow or how is anybody supposed to grow if, oh, I'm perfect. It's all everybody else's fault. This is just happening to me, which sometimes it does, but sometimes, you know, I messed up and I can learn from that. And if I'm not admitting it to myself, how can I expect the team to grow? A hundred percent. You can't expect anybody in your team to do something better than you. That's not going to happen. Nobody, nobody's going to do anything better than you. And if you don't know how to take responsibility, nobody else is going to take responsibility. There's no way anybody's going to take responsibility. So apart from culture, what is something that somebody who's starting a business needs to think about very early on in their journey? Okay. So just, just picture this picture. Okay. Adam Zuckerberg. Okay. You don't know who it is, but I'll tell you who this is. This is the guy that approximately 150 years ago, he went over to his wife. And his, his father-in-law was sitting there actually too. And he tells him, look, that's it. I have this massive business idea. I'm going into it. All in. All in. And they get excited and ask him, what's your business idea? He's like, look, I'm going to start putting water in a bottle and I'm going to sell it in the stores. And, and, and his wife and his father-in-law and his mother-in-law, they're all looking and they tell him, you're an idiot. Like, why would somebody pay for something they could get for free in the lake? right? Common sense. And this Adam Zuckerberg went and made a great business out of it. Now, was that because Adam had a crazy good idea? Did he come up with the best? Did he invent Facebook? Did he invent the computer? Nothing. He put water into a freaking bottle, right? Both he made it work. He put together a business. He made it work. He got people excited about it. He did the right advertisement. He made the bottles look very cool. He got them into every single store. He put his logo in the entrance of every store. He did something and he made it happen, right? 
People are looking for that crazy good idea, the, the next idea, the next big idea. Most successful business owners don't have some crazy good idea. Yes, there are that 10 massive, you know, there's a, there's a Facebook, there's a Google, right? There's a Microsoft, but most companies are just companies that put together a great operation. It's not that they put together some crazy good idea, right? They didn't, didn't think of something that nobody ever thought, nobody thought of before. Even look, if you're looking at Facebook, like the concept of interacting through a digital platform, it was not necessarily new. It was, again, the way he formatted it, the way he presented it, the way, you know, as it grew, the way his team evolved, that really have kept, has kept Facebook going as opposed to like a MySpace. So it's the strategy of setting it up right, operating it right, marketing it right. It's not the idea, right? It's not the idea. I'm sure Amazon is not the first store that was selling online, right? Was that the first store that was selling online? I'm sure it wasn't. But Amazon is there because they know how to be ahead of everybody with how to operate properly, how to make it easy to use, how to get the deliveries there on time. They have the picture. They have the whole thing. They know how to get people to sell on Amazon. They have it all put together properly. It's not a crazy good business idea. It just works. They have this, this operations are so seamless that it's just able to scale massively and quickly. Right. Especially us, we're in construction. We're not doing anything that nobody did before. We're a mechanical contractor. We're not, we're not installing units that nobody ever heard of. We're installing the same damn units that anybody else is installing, right? We're installing the same pipe risers, same way anyone else would do it. We're, giving, we're making sure to give better customer service, do it on time, whenever we make a mistake, to fix our mistake as fast as possible right? Live up to our mistakes. We don't deny them. We don't argue that we didn't make a mistake. That's what it is. Just do a better job. Do a better job. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You need to take something, pick something that you want to do, pick something that you know how to do, focus on it, do the best, the best job, put together a good team, give good customer service, and that's it. You get the ball rolling. That's what these young kids on the platform, on LinkedIn, or any place else need to hear, not go become an entrepreneur, open up your business, the first step is the hardest. No, it's not true, it's not true. It's a process, it takes time. You don't need to think of the best idea. You need to pick something that you wanna do, do it again and again and again and again. Focus on it, do it right, put in a lot of effort on it, spend day and night on it for 10 years, and after 10 years, you'll have something rolling that's gonna be pretty nice. After 20 years, yes you will be able to relax once a year for five minutes at the beach because you're still going to be busy running your business. Let's live in reality, right? Let's live in reality. They're getting bullshit. They're getting bullshit from all these gurus. And the, if you look at the guru, you also have to look at who they're talking to, who you're talk, taking the advice from, I should say. If it's somebody trying to sell you a coaching program, they're going to try to sell you a lifestyle. And that right. lifestyle is not going to be grinding all the time. But unfortunately, right. that's the lifestyle that you're going to be buying into if this right. is the path of life issues. So speaking they're, of- that, They're driving these fancy cars. They're making you believe that. You just set up your Amazon business. You know, you'll just pay them $1,000. You'll set up your Amazon business and that's it. Now you're driving fancy cars, smoking cigars on the beach and that's it. Once a day, you call the bank just to make sure the million came in. <laughs> no, that's not reality. It's just not true. It's just yeah. not true. They're just lying to people and robbing people. It's young kids. I care for them. I care for these young kids because I'm a kid. I'm 33 years old, you know? I remember when I was 
23 years old. I remember when I was 18 years old. It's just around the corner. Yeah. Who would you say is a good person to be an entrepreneur? And then who would you say is not a good person to be an entrepreneur? I don't know. I really don't know. And don't cut this out. I don't know. It's a personal thing. A person needs to be connected to what he wants to do, right? And if you want to take the responsibility and you want to not sleep for the next 30 years, right? You want to work hard and sweat for the next 30 years. You want to never take a break for the next 30 years. Go for it. But if you don't want to do that, if you want to be able to take a break and really be able to relax on your break, right? So don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't think that that's going to help you relax. That's what bothers me. People that think that becoming an entrepreneur is going to make them relax more. It's not true. It's going to make you relax less. The more responsibilities you take, the less you sleep. You want to become an investor? That's something else. Put aside half a million dollars, go buy yourself a nice piece of real estate. Yes. You might be able to relax, except for if COVID comes, and then you won't be sleeping again. <laughs> how, how is I'm it? Just, I'm not trying to make anybody depressed. I'm just trying to balance out what these gurus are telling people. Right? I'm just trying to balance it out. What makes entrepreneurs so passionate? What do they love about it? Some people like the responsibility. Some people like creating something. Some people like taking things to the next level with all the responsibility. You know, some people like not sleeping, keeps them alive, right? If, 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 if I'm not under pressure, if things are not going a little bit bad, right, and everything's going smooth, and I'm not getting a phone call once in a while, right? Everything's going so smooth that day. Honestly, I'm going a little down personally. Me personally, I go a little down. I need, I need that, you know, I need that massive pressure. I need massive pressure to stay positive and happy. I need a few things to be going wrong and I was able to fix it. That's what keeps me alive. If I have nothing go down today, nothing going wrong, no fire to put out that I was able to jump in and fix, I'm not going to be that happy that day. I'm not going to be, it's not going to be a positive day for me. I need that. That's, that's the way I roll. I roll by, you know, the, the massive pressure, the phone calls that are ringing off the hook. That's what keeps moving. That's what keeps me alive. And that's how it is. When, that's, that's what bothers me so much when you, open up, when you open up LinkedIn or YouTube and you see all these guys coming out here and they're telling people like, hey, they take a, a movie driving this fancy half a million dollar car and they call out and tell them, oh, oh you didn't crack the code for entrepreneurship? Come and join me. Here's a course, a thousand dollar course. And tomorrow you'll own a business and you'll be sitting on the lake smoking cigars, right? It's so not true because the more you grow, the more responsibility you're taking, the more pressure you have. It doesn't go the other way around. You never get to take a break. It's not that you have more time to take a break now. It's just not true. It's so not true. It's so not true. The more, the more responsibility, the less time you have to relax. When was the last time any business owner out here or anybody in an executive position answered the phone and said, oh, I'm sorry, I can't talk right now, I'm on lunch, right? You don't, you don't get to say that. From a certain position, you don't get to say that. You don't get that, I'm on lunch. It doesn't exist. I'll tell you something else. If I'm not eating lunch with a customer, I don't eat lunch, right? 
So the last thing I want to touch on, you and I had discussed, and that's evolving your business to the times and forecasting future trends to make sure that you're always on top of what the industry is doing. So how has that been something that you've done and what would be your advice to other entrepreneurs in the same boat? You know what, actually for us, it was pretty easy. So the question you asked is, how did we pivot our company, make the change needed for COVID, right? We're, we're in the HVAC business. So it's not really fair because, you know, we're installing this in HVAC systems and this cleans out the air and kills viruses. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't really have a very hard challenge finding the right thing. It, it was very simple. What you need to be doing, what, what needs to be done. I mean, you have the, you have the governor talking about that. You need to install special filters or UV light. I mean, the governor has no clue what he's talking about, talking a lot of nonsense, but this is the right way to go. Nothing else. But, but, but it, it, it's, it's, uh, this talk around it. We don't need to make the talk. We don't need to start a conversation about it. Everybody knows that you need to do something about, about your HVAC system to prepare it for, for after COVID, right? So for us, it was very easy to find the right movement to match the changes in the industry now after COVID. But there are some companies that have it much harder. You know, it's not easy to come figure out what, what's the necessary changes you need to make in order to match and have it fit the after COVID time, right? It's different. Yeah. I've seen some, you know, very creative solutions. I walked by a nail salon and they had hung shower curtains on either end of like where you sit and um, they paint your nails. They had like shower curtains, like dividing up the chairs. I thought that was a very, you know, inexpensive and clever, um, clever solution. This is definitely called upon, you know. Creative. Yeah, not low tech solutions. Low-tech solutions work the best. No, I'm not joking. I mean, it's totally serious, you know? Yeah. Like, sometimes I, I like the low-tech solutions. Like, I walked into office today, and a guy shows me his office space. He had window units installed there. And he was like, okay, I want to install uh, one central air conditioning. I look around, and I tell him, like, why? Leave your window units, you know? Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's better to keep things simple. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, the path of least resistance, you know? Right. I Just, think you're you renting know. if he's renting an office space. You might be moving in three years from now. Your window units are doing just good for you. You know, why 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 would you change it? Why would you make any mess? Why would you change that? Right? You know, and it takes an honest person to say that. Because I think you know, somebody else in your position might have been like, Yeah, and here's a fifteen thousand dollar bill. But the fact that you, you know, said but, you know, but if you but if you're here but if you're here for the long run. What's the point? Okay, everybody, thank you so much oh. for listening. Our next episode should be coming out shortly. Let us know what you guys think about entrepreneurship. You can let us know in the LinkedIn, SoundCloud, you know, wherever you're listening, let us know in the comments below and let us know what you'd like to, us to talk about next. I think we should talk about spaghettis. Spaghetti. Uh -huh. And meatballs. I am um, a podcast cooking class. We should get an Italian guy to talk about spaghetti and meatballs. Okay, Let's see mm. what I can do. Talk soon, guys. Bye.